he may be like a child murderer, but he's, he's a hard worker. He's a go getter. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Our favorite part of the movie or show are the credits at the start and the end. The songs are like a long lost friend. Credits score. Where credits get the credit they're due. Are you right. recording? I, I just <laughs> I just started recording, Gary. Right now. Right now. Okay. No, yeah. I already did it. Oh, well, that's I'm starting from now. Okay. Officially. Um, we are here today. I'm holding up my glass for a toast for some reason. <laughs> okay. It's early Saturday morning again. Yeah, it's before <laughs> 10 a.m. Yes. Uh, are you doing a toast? I wasn't. I didn't mean to. Oh, I looked. But like I it. lifted it okay. up, and now I feel like I should do one. Yeah. Cheers to. Cheers uh, to uh, we are here today to celebrate the the beginning of spooky season. Spooky season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're drinking a white. Claw. Yes. We'll get is, into this that. This is the first on the podcast. But uh, first of all, let me just say, cheers to you. Yeah. Cheers to Credit Store, and thank actually, you. Actually, what? Oh, you, you go ahead. I'll say thank you to all of our listeners. That's oh, thank you to our say. listeners, and yeah. I'm going to say welcome to. Credit scare. Oh, how do you like that? That is good. Yeah, and yeah. I am Featuring, and I'm uh, one of your co-hosts, Scary Boodak. Scary Boodak, and I over here am Axe Killer. Yes, ah, yes. we're like like the Simpsons. That is really House good. Of Horror. Yeah, intro. That is that is. Fantastic. How long have you been thinking of Scary Boodak? Uh, I've had that in my repertoire for many many years. Me too. Yeah, and whatever. And not even like knowing that we're going to do a Halloween episode <laughs> or anything. Just that. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, but yeah, welcome everybody to credits score slash stare yes. we are going to the uh the halloween theme feeling vibes today yeah we're gonna do a couple of uh, scary episodes back to back here that's right um we're gonna start with the movie today i actually for like I, I just said for the first time i'm drinking a white claw yes a uh, black cherry white claw um i wish it was more like red like blood i'm gonna call it blood cherry you're a basic bitch yeah i'm a basic bitch but the reason i have a claw today is because claw is going to be very uh, prominent yes. in these opening yes, credits the today. the main antagonist of the film franchise we are diving into. I thought he was a hero. He is. Uh, it depends uh, if you like murdering children or not, <laughs> but we'll get into that. Psycho child murderers <laughs> can't be heroes? Yeah, All right, sure. Fine. Uh, we are doing A Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. the original um, movie that kicked off the franchise. Classic. We're doing the opening credit sequence, which is a short, you know, creepy little sequence. From uh, 1984. Yes. A year after I was born. Right. Uh, so I two years after I was born. So I didn't see it when I when it came out, obviously. So I like I, whenever I you say your, your year you were born, I always have to say that <laughs> I was like a year before. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're older than me. You're yeah. an old, wise asshole. So um, a white claw for Freddy's uh, leather razor, razor, razor sharp claw. claw. Yeah. yeah. He would have liked a white claw. Mm-hmm. He was the original white claw. Well, I don't know how white his claw was. It was mangled. Yeah, but he was was white. He was white, but he was also covered in, you know, charred. Charred. He was was charred. Charred. Is there like a charred white claw flavor? Mm, I don't think so. That that would be probably not as delicious. They should do spooky flavors. They should actually. They should also pay us for this episode. Yeah, you know what? You're goddamn right. Yeah, because we we haven't gotten any money from all the beers I've drank from any of the beer companies. So if you're out there, if you're listening, White Claw Hard Seltzer, uh, we got you. It's delicious. I love it. Uh, refreshing. Okay, wait, 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 wait till the money's in oh, hand before right. you overdo it. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little overzealous for my yeah. uh, advertising plugs. Um, so, uh, 
so what's your experience with uh, a nightmare on elm street are well, you uh what's what do you think the nightmare on elm street fans are called uh kruger heads no no oh, that's, that's a kruger good call heads. kruger heads is kruger, pretty good kruger claws Krugie, white claws crudies no. <laughs> they're just white claws uh i don't know if, if they have a if they have a name. fred heads fred heads all yeah. right there we go that settles okay. it Nicely done. You came prepared this morning. I like it. Yeah, I've been thinking about that one as long as you've been thinking about Scary Budak. <laughs> um, I, you know, I was never really a huge fan of these movies. I, to be honest, I'm not a huge um, horror movie franchise fan. Like, I, I haven't watched all the Halloweens. I haven't watched all the Freddies or the Jasons or the what else is there? Um, I, I mean, I, I watched a lot of the Saws. Um, I don't even watch the purges anymore. Well, that might have to do with when these movies came out exactly. too, because you were a little, you were a kid when yeah. these movies. Yeah, I feel being like made. my brother is a little bit more into the. I, I remember he went and saw like Freddy versus Jason with his friends and stuff. I'm pretty sure, uh, but I did watch that. I remember watching this as a child because when I grew up, my we lived in the city until I was like five or six. So I remember it being on HBO when I was like probably way too young to be watching it. And I remember catching some glimpses of. And being freaked out by it, uh, and this one and the second one. Uh, but then we moved to the country when I was like six, and we never had HBO or cable anymore. After that, we just only had like the basic channels. So I wasn't really exposed to scary movies unless I was staying with a friend. But by that time, it it wasn't really. We were watching stuff like Stephen King movies and shit like that. Like I remember being terrified of Pet Cemetery when I was a kid. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, which what I was wa- it about? Like I always feel like it was always at friends' houses. I would watch scary movies. I didn't watch them at home. Yeah, because but my I, friends were always like, "Oh, let's watch this scary movie," and I was terrified. It's almost like <laughs> I don't know if if maybe it's the same for you. My friends' parents were way more lenient. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. But we were never watching scary ass movies in my place. Like, I remember one of my friends had. Uh, he had the full like life size model of one of the aliens from oh my Alien. God. And I was like, "How do you sleep in your room at night? Yeah. This is terrifying." Yeah, Alien scared me too. I remember, but he loved it. it. Yeah, I-, I think maybe my dad let me watch everyone every now and then. But to be honest, looking back and like we're gonna get into it here, I didn't remember a lot of this movie. Like I read about the plot and stuff, and I remember the basis of it. But I didn't remember even the, even these opening credits that that well. My my first experience, the like memory I have of it is being in the the video store to like rent a movie Mm -hmm. for the weekend as a kid. And I would get terrified walking through the horror section. Yeah. All of the cover art and all the VHSs scared the shit out of me. And this one, it it was the claws over uh, the, the main protagonist, Nancy's head, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it was just, I would look at it and I'd be like, Nope. And walk right (laughs) past it. And I was just so scared of the cover art alone. I I I knew I could not make it through the movie. (laughs) What was your, uh, what was your local, um, video store called in your in your town oh man i can't i can't remember it i remember mine yeah what it was, was it? second cinema ah. second cinema yeah i had two that i went to and i can't remember either of them yeah there was I also remember, a family video i remember tiptoeing through the uh the horse like just and trying not to look at the thing because I thought if I looked at them they would get me. And then you and just also trying to trying to peek in the porn. I was just saying. Then the, you yeah. actually mosey into yeah. the adult section. Yeah, behind oh, the behind the little curtain. Oh, sorry, Dad. I don't know how I ended up in here. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to see what was behind the curtain. Yeah, my dad's in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my dad. Um. Anyway, so I and also I do remember. Um. Even though I wasn't a big fan, of, I did dress up as Freddy one year for Halloween. Yeah. So I must have been. I must have enjoyed it enough to. Be br- or be brave enough to do it because I remember wearing the the sweater, the red and black striped sweater, and the claw and stuff like the that. The fedora and the fedora. It's I don't remember what, outfit for a, and a I, killer. And I don't remember if I if it came with a mask. You think it would, but maybe not. I, I probably not. You're just like 
I, I don't I just well me. put together child <laughs> Freddy. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't really remember. I just remember having the the outfit. So I don't, I don't know. I must maybe eight years old. I don't know. I have no idea. Pr- pretty much all the years from like four to ten or twelve. I don't know what happened in my life. My wife was actually making fun of me recently because there was a there was a photo of me when I was ten years old and I thought I was six. And then my wife, or then my sister pointed out that, no, I was 10 years old. She knew, like, knew the year of it. Did you look so, a lot older as a kid? Yeah, or I, like I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just bad at judging the ages. So <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I would not be a very How good uh, psycho child murderer, I'm I don't 15, think. Between 15 <laughs> and 40? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, so, so yeah, I'm not a big Fred head myself. But I do enjoy these opening credits. Yeah, I've never been like a diehard uh, horror franchise person like, either. Even if I had to pick a favorite out of all of them, I'd probably pick uh, like the movies that I remember seeing growing up. I think maybe the Jason ones I, I liked the most. But they all get so ridiculous they do. over time. Yeah, yeah. And I can see I can see like the fun storylines they create, but yeah. they did, you know, like, like Jason gets into like Jason takes Manhattan and then it's Jason it, in space. Exactly. And it's like, I, I didn't really watch And they try to reboot those. both of them too as well. And it's just... I would say maybe what I'm saying more is like the ba- the, the original plot line. Like I liked the uh, camp horror aspect of, of the Friday the 13th as opposed to Halloween and all that shit. So anyway, so did you ever see Halloween 3? That one's fucked up. Oh, oh we should Season do... Of if, the if Witch. those credits are any good, we should do those. I, I down the, those credits. But that, yeah. that one I remember creeping me out when I was a kid. It's but the also, one that has no Michael Myers No Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting call there by the uh, by the business execs, the studio heads. Gary has pulled his notes up, um, which means something something interesting no, is coming, no, or maybe was, not interesting. I was actually just looking. I'm, I can't even say it yet because we haven't gotten into the credits. I was just making okay. sure that I didn't miss anything. But. Should we start getting through them? I think we should. Let's get spooky. I just burped too. Sorry. That is the it's, creepiest I, thing I on that, this podcast edit so far. Out, edit that out later. We don't want to have that in there. No, we're going to keep that. <laughs> Okay, there's been no sound yet, but what did we just see on the screen, Gary? Um, we saw a, a, a kind of a an actual cool graphic from New Line Cinema, I think. Yeah. It was like a flickering red light that turns into the from New Line Cinema uh, font, all in bloodish blood red, I would so, say. So, New Line Cinema, who we've seen on this podcast a few times now with the Ninja Turtles, and where, where else did, did they pop um, up? There was, was something else New Line yeah, did. I forget what it done, was, but... A lot, actually. And, and they were big in horror in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, so this was a, one of their early, early, early films. Yep. And, and they're actually known as the house that Freddy built. Ah, Because okay. they kind of put all their chips in this uh, horror movie basket, and it ends up being a very profitable film yeah and so it kind of like kicked off the new line cinema era yeah we'll see the guy who produced this movie was the founder of new line cinema robert shea we'll talk mm-hmm. more about him in a little bit but um uh yeah that's this is was was it one of the earlier movies probably yeah, okay yeah, yeah. like not, maybe not the first one but one of their probably the biggest one yeah because i and read I, that it was only like a million dollar budget for this movie too yeah yeah i read it it was a funny story and take this with a grain of salt it's from the internet but so there was all sorts of like budgeting issues. They were always like running over and then running out of money and trying to finance it from different areas. So this is, this is what I read on Wikipedia. Take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Already. The original budget was seven hundred thousand. It ended up at one point one million. Half the fun half the funding came from a Yugoslavian guy who had a girlfriend <laughs> he wanted in movies. <laughs> So I guess his girlfriend was in the movie that at some point. Right, I don't yeah. know. But. She probably was just a background actress. That, I, that like, sounds yeah, pretty the, accurate yeah, to me. Yeah. 
I think that's a real fact. I, I believe that. You can trust us on this podcast. I will eat it up with the Everything we say on here is the 100% absolute truth. From what I've heard on the street, uh, we've never been wrong. Somebody told me that. Like, hey, I love your show, guys. Never a, never a false fact. It definitely wasn't your wife, Sarah. No, <laughs> no she, she loves- only calls us dolts. Right. Many, many times and points out all of our faults. Okay. Love you, baby. Uh, Biscuit is humping his bed. Oh, my Biscuit. dog! My dog Biscuit. Biscuit it's his boy. birthday today, and he is humping the bed. Biscuit boy, he's two years old. He's a good boy. Yep. All right, let's get back go- into these credits. The older he's actually a teenager now. This t- Biscuit, so the, the humping makes a lot more sense. Yeah, he's he's is at that age. If he was starring in Friday the Thirteenth, he would get murdered. Yeah, because he's too uh, <laughs> he's too horny. Uh, yeah, he yeah. can't think straight. <laughs> Okay, we wow. stop and go very, very Max, regularly on this. If our if they don't know that by now, hey, look, we, we, we're thirty six. We, we might have gotten in. some new Fred heads who clicked on this. They that's wanna, true. Want to really that's take a, in all of point. the the Friday the th- all right Friday. Th- oh, I messed it up already. They're Fucking already mad at me. Night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Elms. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> all uh, right, Nightmare on Elm have Street. Have some more fans. White Claw, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for the Elmy, the, the Fred heads and the Elmies out there, Elm uh, Streeties. So what you just heard, that heavy breathing was not Gary. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, it normally is. Yeah, different different kind of breathing uh that was well, we don't know yet but that was the heavy breathing of fred krueger which we will get to this but i did not know he was credited as fred krueger yeah until i think this. i think in the first one or two movies he's fred krueger and then it becomes freddy i don't but, know where freddy but like in the movie this this kid, the children sing the song one two freddy's coming for you yeah so. be, but that's because you can't say fred as far as uh syllables go yeah I, guess go. You're right. <laughs> I guess you're right all right so we, mean, sh- we should mention that wes craven who wrote and directed this movie created the character uh he named freddy krueger after an old childhood bully oh really yeah huh so can you well, imagine that pull screw that, that guy, guy's yeah. life for the rest of his <laughs> yeah. life once this movie came out <laughs> that's pretty awesome it's an awful name to have after these movies took um, off um that reminds that's a little th- callback to uh the guy who named um steve urkel after his friend right on go, listen, matters go listen to our family and, ru- and episode, ruin right? that guy's life <laughs> um yeah i read that that craven based the freddy krueger character or like the whole plot line off of this creepy story of like um Asians that were coming to America that mm-hmm. were leaving like war torn countries mm-hmm. that were having these nightmares and dying in their sleep. Like, oh, Jesus. And it was called like Asian death syndrome or uh-huh. something like that. Um, that was part of the basis of like this whole idea that he had when he was young to, you know, people dying in their nightmares. So, Jesus. Pretty, pretty dark. Nice right off the dark. bat. Nice yeah. and dark. It's going to get darker. It's going to get very dark. Um, uh, what do we see on the screen here as, so as with that heavy breathing? These credits are kind of interesting because at first you only see like a tiny, uh, like the whole screen is condensed. Yeah. And you only see like uh, what the upper two thirds of it are the actual, what we're like seeing of Freddy Krueger. Sh- we know it to be Freddy Krueger's shoes as he's walking in this like warehouse or whatever or basement. And then at the bottom, you see a really long font of New Line Cinema, Media Home Entertainment Incorporated, and Smart Egg Pictures Presents. I, I have to assume that that's all this funding. Like, there were so many, like, people uh, contributing yeah. money that they just yeah. keep adding all these credits. And they couldn't afford, like, a good-looking font for the movie. So they just threw in this, like, the most basic, like... I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, it's like it's like if you open up uh, iMovie, it is yeah. like the uh, generic font the you have for titles. Courier font or whatever yeah. it is. Um, and it's in white. So like I said, the screen is kind of condensed. It's a little bit smaller. So we only see uh, the upper two thirds of it. We see what Freddy's up to. Ow, Biscuit is biting my feet. That son of a bitch. He, 
Biscuit, you're too old for this. Stop. It's his birthday, man. Let him let him play. Two Freddy's coming everyone, for you. Everyone listens to Max. Yeah, creepily whisper to his dog. <laughs> Soothe Biscuit. <laughs> sing the Freddy song to my dog. Okay, so we see the boots see of the boots, Freddy Krueger. The creepy music has kicked in. The creepy music. Yeah, and the breathing. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. That was just me struggling to <laughs> to breathe. I'm eating this. I'm eating a donut that Max provided we, me. We as brought. Well. Yeah, we got Gary a bacon donut. Mm, he is. God, it's good. He is. He is heaving over mm. there. Let's let's continue on with the slasher bloody film, shall we? Okay, so this creepy hand reaches down and grabs a bag of steak knives. Um, I would say it's just a bunch of different knives. Bunch, bunch of different knives. Yeah. So this and is Freddy. It's a d- disgusting bag, too. Getting ready to build his infamous uh, claw hand, claw machine. Knife glove. claw hand. Yeah. 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 Uh, I have a little fun fact for you. Oh, boy. Robert England, who plays Freddy in the mm-hmm. movie, we'll get to his credit. This is not him here. Oh really? In this, we have another in this hand sequence, model, huh? Yes, yeah. Like like in our uh, our legally blonde episode yep. where Reese was not, is not in the opening credits. It's someone else playing her. Um, and I guess in our Napoleon Dynamite episode also, yep, there's different right. hands. They're not John Heater's hands necessarily. I think there's, been, there's been hand models in like ten of the thirty five opening. If credits you don't need done. someone's face for some reason, there's yeah. no reason. So the, anybody so in there? The reason it's not Robert England is because this is it's special effects artist Charles uh, Ballard Dinelli. Okay. Uh, because he was the only one who knew exactly how to cut the glove and insert the blades. Ah, okay. Well, that makes sense. You got to have that. So, and I didn't realize until we were, I was researching these credits that, for, like, I, I never thought of, like, Freddy building the glove himself. Like, it's so weird, weird right? I, yeah. Yeah. That he sat, he took the time to build this glove. Because, like, and, I just thought that since it's in a nightmare, it just comes like that. You know what I mean? Like, he's just already ready. He's already Freddy. He's already the way he is. But yeah, yeah. I guess there had to be an origin story. And if it's in a night, if it's in a dream, well, I don't know. We have to get into whole Freddy legend because I don't know how often he's in dream. Like, he's not in dreams in like the the ones that like go back in time. The well, the when, you, when you find out that he was like a real child psycho murderer and, and everyone burned him to death or yeah. whatever, the parents yeah. did. And by the way, he was supposed to be a child molester. Oh, but that was just and, too dark. Yeah, well, child, child murder is a lot better. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think there was like um, these big like child molesting stories going on in California at the uh, time. Okay, and okay. Uh, Wes Craven didn't want to exploit it. Okay. So Got they kind of like changed it to just that yeah, he was just, a child yeah, murder. Yeah, he's just a psychopath that yeah. kills children. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Much, much, much better. But yeah, anyway, you see so his, he's you see his dirty thing. ass hands that, uh, and his, you see the his red dirty sweater yeah, sleeves. Yeah, not striped in this yet. It's not striped yet. No, you're right. I guess, or at least the sleeves aren't striped. Yeah. Maybe the stripes the stripes start higher up on his arms. Yeah. Now I hate the fact that he's wearing this sweater because he's wearing sleeves. I am not wearing sleeves. Just want to point you that never out. Never wear sleeves. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying and specifically, you are t- more terrifying than Freddy Krueger to me <laughs> because of that. <laughs> But it's it's like this this building this thing looks like a pain in the ass. This glove, it does. It, I mean, it looks like the just the world's most disorderly tool like table or like his workshop. Yeah, it's like all his, over the place. It's all it's dirty. It's, a, it's amazing that he was able to build the glove. Like, is that a coffee mug in the top left? What is that? You thing? think he likes a little <laughs> bit of coffee? Yeah. yeah. As he's putting together his murdering tools and his killing instruments, he's like, ah, I have a cup of Joe. And here. what did he do before this sequence where he's building the glove? Like, how did he kill? 
That's like a, what? I don't know. Or maybe he starts from scratch every new like slew of teenagers that he torments and he kills. just builds a new glove every time. Yeah, I mean they probably get like beat up a well, little you bit to, and get to sharpen them. He probably loses a blade every now and then. Yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. he's not like Wolverine where it just comes right out of his hand. You know, he has to. I, just, I appreciate the work he put into it. Yeah, you know, he yeah. may he may be like a child murderer, but he's, he's got, a hard worker. He's a go getter. Yeah. yeah, for yeah. sure. Let's continue on with his uh, building of his glove here. Looks like he can't find the right thing. He grabs everything so, like, with a purpose. Yes. He grabs the glove with a purpose. Big, meaty hands. And yeah. he, it's like he, everything he grabs, he looks like he's going to crush it. Like, if it, was a, yeah. if it was a water bottle, he'd squeeze all the water out of it. That's how hard he's grabbing everything. So, and we see your boy here, a Robert Shea production. Yep. Uh, Robert Shea, founder of New Line Cinema. Fun fact about him. His sister is Lynn Shea. Do you know who Lynn Shea is? Lynn Shea, no. She is the actress who you would probably recognize as Magda on There's Something About Mary. Mm. She's also the gross landlord on Kingpin. Oh, yeah, like she's the, hilarious. The landlady. She's funny. Yeah. But she's also in a bunch of horror movies. I think right, she's, she's actually, in the Insidious. In the Insidious franchise. Yeah, right. I think she's actually in this movie, too, as like a bit character. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, that's good, Robert. Good bit of info there, Gary. Hey, man, that's all I, I got. I got that in my notes. Actually, no, I didn't even write it down. That was from memory. Oh, good job. Yeah. Smart. Well, we see some like broken glasses. Did he wear glasses at some point? I, or or, or he I, murdered saw that, I was going to say, did he murder a child? And those are the, the kid's glasses. I, I didn't understand that either. Uh, that poor nerdy child. Like, Or maybe it's a... <laughs> yeah. I mean, the glasses looked like they would be like hip today, to be honest. Yeah. Some kid would wear those. But not in cool. the 80s. No, not in the 80s. No, that was like, uh, yeah, every nerd in a movie. Looks like something that like uh, Rivers Cuomo would wear. It's like, uh, who who were... Is Corey Feldman in Stand By Me? Mm. Does mm-hmm. he wear glasses? Yep. I don't know if he did in that movie. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Corey Feldman, though, is definitely in the uh, like this genre, this time he's, of movies. He's in the Friday the 13th franchise. He's a big, he plays a big role. That's right. Later, yep. like, I think he he kills Jason at, in, in one of them. Okay. He's like this crazy kid who like shaves his head to look like Jason. We'll talk about Corey Feldman a little bit more later in the, uh, we're, just a little spoiler, we're doing a TV show, a spooky TV show next. I right. got some, some Corey Feldman facts for you. breathing is intensifying like going back and watching these credits now it's like we're watching a man welds <laughs> and it's not as terrifying as i thought it, it would it's be it's actually a, a little bit kind of like boring how long it goes yeah, on yeah they show him like they show him like literally doing the most mo- mundane things too he's like yeah he's like hammering out something and now he's like kind of welding a little bit <laughs> he's heating up one of the blades so he can weld it onto his glove i don't know the, the Fred heads are so mad at us. Like, I'm like this, this is the, the anticipation is what is what makes you so scared of him. The craftsmanship is perfect. <laughs> oh, I hope that was the nerd they murdered. He murdered. <laughs> More just tinkering away in the workshop here. Still breathing heavy and and sharpening a blade now. Okay, that's the first time we see it on his hand, though. That's kind of cool. Yeah, you kind of see how the be- the blade can bend yep, with his fingers. how it fits over his fingers. And now you see the full glove coming into play here with, like, how the, the blades slide into his contraption. So he's slipping the glove on there. And uh, <laughs> I read that, and again, this is from the internet. The first so time, you can believe it. Yeah, the first time Robert England put the glove on... He cut himself. Oh, really? Yeah. So I guess they had like a glove that like it had real knives on it to, for the look. Uh-huh. And then they had like a prop one that was safer to use for like certain scenes where you're like grabbing people. When there's and action stuff. and but stuff. Yeah. yeah. Apparently he cut himself <laughs> when he put the glove on the first time. And the uh, close up of the thumb here. Very dirty. Needs to clean his thumbnails. Yeah. Seriously. 
nasty. So he was burned alive, right? That's the thing. The parents yeah, the burned parents, him. He, from what I remember, he was a child murderer. He got out on a technicality, and the parents decided to take you know some vigilante justice and burned him alive. Right, but his hands uh, are totally okay. Mm, I guess if you're burning alive, they get the body. And you would just be like flailing your arms like this, <laughs> just, just like a, <laughs> so you're like ah! a fire on your on yeah, your torso, on your, exactly. Your, head and your torso, but your limbs else. are fine, <laughs> okay. so you're able to shake off the fire on the limbs. It's like a cartoon a fight <laughs> where they're all in the smoke and their <laughs> yeah. hand their hands are outside of the smoke. Exactly. <laughs> and we see a, a Wes Craven film here. Yeah, I, I just I, it's hard to kind of like make you visualize this, but the credits are so like cheap looking like the the font i mean the actual vi- the uh, graphics i yeah. guess of the words like it's just it's just a west craven film it's, it doesn't even look like it's on the like a same line look, like they west wanted, is kind of sideways if they wanted a fancy credits they had to put another one of the yugoslavian guys girlfriends in <laughs> the film true. So they, they, didn't, do they that. couldn't afford that one uh one favor only for the yugoslavs okay still sliding his fingers in and then bam that's a cool okay. shot. So then there's the you get the top, the back of uh, his hand with the glove, the full glove on now, and he stretches it out and goes like, ah. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's so proud of himself. <laughs> yeah. um, and you see his. Sw- All right, this is going to require a little bit of effort on your part, but can you go back and see if that sweater matches the sweater from earlier? Because to me, it looks like it's different. Like the uh, the elastic part of the sweater sleeve is a little more frilly. Okay, so let's go back let's a little go bit back here. here. And just- See what no, I mean? Yeah, but that I think that could no, work. But go back. There was it was a it there was, was a, that first one. Yeah, doesn't it look different? Yeah, it might be a little different. It looks like uh, it looks like that's like a sweatshirt, and this is now a sweater. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I could be wrong, but anyways, all right, you can go back to the full hand again. Okay, that was just me nitpicking a little bit. To me, it looked like the sweater changed, but I, I could be wrong. Let's go back and hear him get excited about yeah, that. Yeah, one more that, time. That glove again. The reveal. It's almost like a uh, ta-da! Yeah, like yeah. ha ha! I got a hatcha So then he uh, he he flashes his hand with the with the blades and he flips it over to reveal his palm. And then if we can go back a second, I kind of I kind of talked over the uh, the big uh, the reveal big, of the, the big of title, title reveal. So you really hear the like theme, the like the score, the, and then. Yeah, as a Nightmare on Elm Street, the credits kind of like. Would you say that that that, that's not as memorable as Friday the Thirteenth, right? Because that's like like the yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's memorable, but you know, but it's Fredhead. The Fredheads love it. Fredheads, I love it too. It's I think horror fans love it. They know it now. What's your what's your feeling on it being called a Nightmare on Elm Street instead of just Nightmare on Elm Street? It's hard to say. It's I think hard it's, to remember. I think it's dumb. It's going to piss me off as I'm typing everything to yeah. like post this episode. I think um, I, I think I always thought it was Nightmare on Elm Street until I mean I've probably have known that for a long time that it's a Nightmare on Elm Street, but it just seems unnecessary. Just Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Why is it a nightmare? And yeah. by the way, there's multiple nightmares in the movie. I got a problem. It should be the nightmares on Elm Street if you're actually like being accurate. 
Yeah. So it was Friday the 13th. Did it take place on Friday the 13th? But like all the other ones didn't? I think, I, no, I think I it did. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. We yeah. won't even get into that. But, anyway, so we but, see the big title card, which right. is like a red font, kind of matches the New Line Cinema font at the very beginning. Yeah. But it's, it's cool. It, it looks really awesome. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, beca- it's, it's kind of become something that we parody or pay homage to when we want to do like that 80s, yeah. um, kind of movie title sequence. Like I feel like, uh, there's a lot of that with like Tarantino and and Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, it does kind of look like, like um, from Dust Till Dawn, kind of or right. whatever, or even like the, yeah, definitely like those kind of movies. Which, by the way, we you te- tease. We'll talk about Corey Feldman in the next one. We'll talk about From Dust Till Dawn in our next right. episode too. That's right. So you make sure listen listeners, listeners, you make sure you listen to that next episode too. Put a pin in it. Yeah, especially you fredheads. Yeah, it's everybody, anybody yeah. that loves something spooky. I would say. Or doesn't even. There's there's gonna be a lot of good information in these two episodes. But especially if you love So as we hear that score pick up, I wanna mention that the score was composed by Charles Bernstein. Mm-hmm. And the reason it's like electronic is because the film was low budget and that's really easy to do. Synthesizer. Solo. Yeah. Got yeah. it. You can make all sorts of sounds with those things. Let's hear that again. Yeah, one more time. What did we just see there? We heard a scream. It was a scream, and then we see the blades cutting through like a canvas or right. like a so cloth. Was that, so was it that canvas screaming? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the scream was. I, I assume it's it sounds just, like a male voice. Yeah, it kind of does. I assume it's just a was general... Was the nerd being killed? Maybe. He, yeah, fight, maybe. he put the glasses down, and then he's like, I'm going to kill you, nerd. I think... It, <laughs> what if he was a, just a nerd murderer? <laughs> Instead of a child murderer. <laughs> if he was only a child nerd murderer, there wouldn't be nearly as much outrage. What do you think the criteria would be for him to decide if it was a nerd that he should murder? Uh, Besides grade, classes? Grades. Yeah. Grades in school. If they're getting way too good at grades. Yeah. Pocket uh, protector? Bad at sports. Yeah. Pocket protector. Suspenders. Uh-huh. No doubt. Um, yeah. And like slit, you know, parted down that middle hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then uh, just maybe total. Maybe a little bit of a lisp? Yeah. Maybe a little bit of a lisp. Yeah. yeah. A, a slight one, but not yeah. too bad. Yeah. Just a little bit. Buck teeth? Mm, yes, of course. Okay. I just want to know who he they don't would have kill. to. They don't have to have all of these traits, but some of them to be a nerd. So, anyways, we see him like basically practicing a slash right there. He slashes yes. through some cloth. We hear that anonymous scream, and then now we get our first character from the movie besides Freddy. Right, and we should mention that after the titles popped up and the yeah the slash through the thing, we mm. see the full. It's a full screen now. Kind yeah. Of. Oh, that's right. It, it, it moved from being in that small screen where Freddie was building stuff yeah. to now it's kind of like expanded. The partial screen has expanded has expanded to like the widescreen now. So it's a full frame. And I should I want to point out that me and Max are acting out these slashes. We as, are as every we time. Do it. I realize we got we got our hands. We, <laughs> I got my hand in the claw. Yeah. I'm holding my white claw. I'm doing my other mimicking a claw. We're slashing through stuff. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're like we're like, like some a Freddie impression. We're like too. the nerdy dad and liar liar. <laughs> No, no. The claw. No, you're scared yeah. of the claw. Oh, you're scared of the claw. That's good. All right, so we see an all-white screen now. Yeah. And a woman, a blonde woman with kind of like uh, medium-length hair, ha- is like coming into the frame and... Kind of wondering where she wondering is. Wondering where she is. She's scared. lost. Yes. She's a little scared. And I don't know. When you first saw this, would you have known she's in a dream? I guess that's what they're kind of going for here. I mean, by the time I eventually watched it, I knew the concept. But yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know. For first time viewers. You know like, shortly after the credits end that it is a dream. True. But it's pretty cool to open up this movie, the credits, with like, she's in a dream. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, by the way, the actress's name, we'll get to it, but her name is Amanda 
Weiss. Yes. And she plays Tina Gray. Right. And she is the first character to be treated. Weiss or Wiss? It's W-Y-S-S. Uh, Wiss? Amanda Wiss? That sounds like Wiss. Maybe it's Wiss. Wiss. W-Y-S-S, yeah. Uh, she's Tina in the movie. She's the first character that we know of that gets chased by Freddy here or pursued yes. by Freddy. Yes. And, and spoiler alert, it does not end well for her. It does not end well for her. She's also the first character to get killed in the movie. Oh, so, oh Tina. Tina. R.I.P. Pour one out for Tina. But let's watch Tina in action here. So her head's kind of, she's like sweaty. Mm-hmm. Like her head's kind of wet. Like having a fever dream yeah. or a scary, you know, sweaty dream. Nightmare, yeah. I guess. It kind of looks like she was just like thrown into this dream all of a sudden. Now yep. she's like looking straight at the camera. Yeah. Doesn't know where she is. She's lost. Trying to figure out. There's still like noises in the background. That nerd's still getting murdered. Yeah. There's I, Maybe those are just ghosts of murderers past or nightmares or past. kids past. Give it nerd, don't, maybe they're just, like, maybe they're just night terrors. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're like night terror sounds. My wife. My has, calculator. <laughs> <laughs> my wife has night terrors. And they're, Does she? They are terrifying. Really? They're, yes. She's had them for years. There's a whole and documentary about night terrors on Netflix. Yeah. Have you watched that? I don't think... I think maybe I did, uh-huh. and she didn't want to, because it would scare her even more. They had, she hasn't had them too too often, but she will, she'll have them every now and then, and I have to like... It freaks me the F out, and I have to roll over and be like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then I have to say that if I slept next to you, I would have a lot of night terrors too. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if, I, if I've had beans for dinner. That's oh, my all, God. That's always trouble. Oh, the horror. <laughs> that's always trouble. <laughs> But she hardly ever remembers them. She'll like vaguely remember them the next morning. That's but scary. It's real. She had one really bad where she like hopped out of bed and was like turning back, screaming at me. And oh my I, god! It was it was terrifying. Oh my god! Anyway, like, that's like some paranormal activity. Yeah, shit right yeah, there. It, it was not fun. But uh, I still love her. Love my love my wife. Love you, baby. Hey, listen. She puts up with a lot more with you than you have. To <laughs> that's put true. Up I can deal with an occasional night terror. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go to this lady's it's night like, terror here. She's gonna deal with you while she's awake too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and the beans. Are we get a close up of her face. Quick now. cut of close up of her face. Great face acting here. Yeah, she She's, looks yeah. terrified. She looks yeah. scared. All right, now we pan away. This uh, next shot is fantastic. Yes. So they're in like I, I think it's I read that it's the boiler room is where he lives, like a boiler room of the school. That makes sense. Um, I do want to mention when I bring up the school that apparently most of the high school was shot at John John Marshall High in L.A. Which okay. is where Greece was also shot. Oh, uh, okay. go, go listen to our Greece episode. Yeah, yeah. right El high. A lot of that was shot in John Marshall and um, Nancy's house, which is like a famous house. We'll get to later when we go to talk about Nancy's credit. That's actually here in West Hollywood. We're in L.A. No kidding. Yeah, you can go visit it if you want to. Maybe I will after this. I would drop the address, but I want to give them some privacy. But you can Google it. Uh, okay, I'll Google it. Go. I'm gonna go. Those, I'm gonna go find those fuckers. Right those after poor this, people. Right after this probably podcast. every October, like get the fuck away from our home. <laughs> oh god, that'd be annoying. Um, even even though it's filmed here in, in L.A., obviously Hollywood, uh, the fictional town in the movie was Springwood, Ohio. Yes, and this is uh, that's where these kids are, these teens. Okay, so it's a shot of a long shot now of her. You can like see her silhouette running down this corridor, this boiler room corridor. Um, with like a the wet, music a starts wet hallway. Up. Yeah, wet. Everything's dripping, and you hear like ding, 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 ding. And you see starring John Saxon, yep. our first credit for an actor. He plays the lieutenant in the uh, and and the father of Nancy. Yes, and he's in the franchise. I'm not sure when he gets killed in the franchise, but he's in more than one movie. Really? I believe. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure about he, that. I googled him, and the only thing I recognize him from it's so fucking weird that I know this, but this is your child, my childhood. Is he was one of the security guards in the awful Beverly Hills Cop Three? 
Did you ever see that one? With no. The, it was like with no. the with the theme park Wonderworld. Never saw he, that. He was one of like the security guards at Wonderworld, like the corrupt security guards. So you're saying that this is his biggest credit, and that's number two. Beverly I would, Hills I would, 3. I would. In my childhood, that <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop three is the big credit, and then Friday the uh, yeah Nightmare on Elm Street. I only recognize him from this. So Gary's pulled up his no, phone, it. and he's was, oh he's gone comatose on me. I was deep in thought. Okay. Okay, so she's running kind of like you run in a dream, I guess. Yeah. Like she's not running normally. She's flailing her arms like she's on fire. Yeah, and she kind of, and <laughs> she, yeah exactly. No. And she's barefoot, it looks like. She looks like she's looking behind her. You she's know, looking all around, trying to figure out where she is. She's fleeing, but she doesn't know where to. Yeah. And we see uh, the credit for uh, Roni Blakely. Yes, who plays Nancy's mother. Marge. Marge. Yeah. I think I had another little thing about her. Hang on. I don't have anything about Roni. Roni no, I have, I have right here. Played Marge Thompson, Nancy's mom. So I'm glad I paused <laughs> the podcast for me to wow, find that. Yeah. Wow, really? Well, at least you reinforced it. Yeah. It's confirmed now. Uh, spoiler alert. She has a very fun sequence at the end of this movie. Yep. But we don't talk about that. We only talk about the opening credits. True. Yeah, so. Stay in your lane, Max. All right, now she's walking backwards. So you start to hear the dun 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 even more. And we see Heather Langenkamp. And Who? she is the main girl. She's Nancy Thompson. Yeah. Final girl, I believe they call them in horror movies. The final girl? Oh, yeah, kind of like the ones the that like, yeah, last yeah. the longest and takes yeah. out, usually takes out the guy, the that, baddie. That makes sense. And yeah. I I think this this was her biggest role too, right? I don't think she really did much I, of note after this. It was I, all, I, I don't think oh, so. Oh, I know. Actually, she was in just the 10 of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Which uh, we talked about in our TGIF uh, Family Matters episode. That was yeah. like the one of the very first TGIF shows was just the 10 of us. And she was in that. So that's that's all I wrote down for her. Let me see. But I think this I was one of her biggest earliest roles, and she was in a couple other uh, of follow ups. And we'll get to it. But she plays, uh, or she's the girlfriend of Johnny Depp in this movie. The, another girl. No, she she plays the girlfriend of Johnny Depp. Yeah, the main one. Heather does. Right. Yeah. Right. We'll get to Johnny Depp. I know. I'm just saying. Um. So this is just rumored to have auditioned for this role of Nancy, mm. the lead mm. in Hollywood at the time. Demi Moore makes sense. Courtney Cox. Tracy Gold from Growing Pains, if you remember her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jennifer Gray from okay. uh, Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. Yeah, and that's just rumored. I don't know how true that is or how... I wonder who auditioned for Amanda Weiss's part here in this open, these opening credits. Yeah. Look up that. I, I actually had read something, I believe, that they kind of auditioned for both those roles ah, with okay. the same... Like, they were just, like, interchangeable. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, she's still running down this hallway. She's barefoot in a nightgown. I have to say that this is already terrifying for me as a germaphobe. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> yeah. I'm already How like enough. filthy are those yeah. feet? Can you I imagine, would wake up in horror. Can you imagine her like running into your like bedroom after this and be oh. like so scared with those nasty feet? Oh no, my God. No thanks. Okay. So pause it right there. We always talk about how like people get their name on their credits and they, yeah. should, they should print it out and post, make a poster of it. You you have to think that she has this. Like her, I think so. Her Amanda, name pops Amanda up. Wiss's name. She's running down the corridor. It's a really cool shot. Yeah, she should have that. Yes. And I, I want to point out. Look at the look at the Amanda on that. Uh-huh. Like the A, the first A is like higher than the rest of the name. Yeah. Like it's not even like how who did these opening font? Maybe credits? they wanted that. It's creepy, Gary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One A being yeah. slightly askew is like oh god, that's horrifying. <laughs> it's a creepy credit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe that is. So the, you kind of start hearing like weird noises too, like ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 
That's not like gremlins. <laughs> Gary's going to be a Foley artist <laughs> moving forward from now on. <laughs> Save that for our Better with a Lion segment. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a weird. What, did she? Say, does the voice say a name? It there? says Tina. Oh, it does say name. Tina. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's Tina. very subtle. Tina. And it, I, I suppose it's Freddie just going Tina. Tina. It kind of sounds like ET. Tina. And we see Nick Corey uh, uh, the credit on the screen. This is what I was deep in thought about earlier. Um, Nick Corey plays Rod, I think, or yeah. the boyfriend, her boy, uh, Tina's, her, boyfriend. Tina's boyfriend, who yeah. ends up getting accused of murdering her. Yeah. Um, his name now has changed. He as an actor, he's not Nick Corey anymore. He goes by. Sue or Sue Garcia, J S U is his name now. Garcia. I have no idea why. I don't know if huh. that was really really bizarre. I couldn't quite get to the bottom of it. But uh, anyway, so Nick Corey that is totally different name now. I don't know. Can't explain it. Tina, oh, I hate it. All right, there we, we get. Did. There we go. Big credit. Introducing Johnny Depp, his Johnny very Depp's, first film role. Johnny Depp's first film. He was unknown at the time. He wasn't even going there to audition himself. Hmm. He was accompanying a friend who you might recognize his name, Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, yeah. He actually, Jackie Earl Haley played Freddy in the remake oh, in 2010, yeah. which is kind of crazy. He's the he's the dude in Watchmen, right? Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, yeah, he's in the like movie. Rorschach yeah, or whatever. yeah. He had like a, a a little run there where he was popping up and everything. Yeah, and he went yeah. MIA. I, I feel he was like in after like, that, after he was he in like semi pro too, like yeah. the Will Ferrell basketball movie. Um, so Johnny Depp was accompanying him to audition, and he uh, went in for the audition. <laughs> I feel like in how, the eighties you how, hear a lot of those stories. Yeah, like, those stories always. They're just pop like up. taking anyone into the rooms. And how pissed would you be if you're Jackie Earl Haley and you yeah. walk in with your hunky friend Johnny well, Depp? You shouldn't walk around with your hunky friend Johnny <laughs> Depp when you look like Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, that's why you. That's like you and me walking no, around. No, no, no. I was just going to use that joke on you. Don't steal my thunder here. Uh, so, another person I saw that was considered for this role was Charlie Sheen. Oh, now that makes perfect sense. Yeah, but he, you know, he was a star then already, yeah. and he okay. wanted he wanted too much money. Wait, how Appar- was he a star already? From like Wall Street didn't come out till like later on. Well, yeah, we'll- I think he'd been a few things though. He was, oh, okay. When was the Outsiders? Oh, you know what? Platoon. Yeah, was, was that before? Was 80, that was before eighty think, or yeah. eighty-two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think he'd done enough where okay. he was like kind of up, upcoming, and he wanted too much money. But but according to Sheen, it wasn't about the money. And this is a great quote: "I didn't price myself out of it because I didn't get greedy until years later. <laughs> that came much later. I just didn't get it, and I've never been more wrong about interpreting a script. I just didn't get it completely. But I still took a meeting with Wes, and when I met him, I said, look." With all due respect, and as a fan of your talents, I just don't see this guy wearing a funny hat with a rotted face and a striped sweater and a bunch of clanky fingers. I just don't see this catching on. So he admits that he was completely wrong about Man. it. He didn't get it. The highs and lows can, of Charlie Sheen's career. I know, but I can understand, like thinking, like it sounds stupid. It sounds like it would not be. It would not work. To- just like are totally, but it. like Wes Craven at the time had done like The Hills Have Eyes and uh-huh. he'd done some other shit. You'd think that you'd be like, okay, I, I, whatever. I, but I guess maybe not. I guess you have to have some sort of, uh, you have to make your own decisions and have some take on shit. So, but he was way wrong. I like that he admitted I, the actually, greed that came later too. I'm just glad that Charlie Sheen hasn't been wrong since. That's everything, true. Everything's, <laughs> everything's done. hundred percent. Yeah, on the level. Live your live your life the way <laughs> Charlie Sheen has. <laughs> also rumored to have been considered for this role mm-hmm. and other who's who of Hollywood at the time: John Cusack. Yep. Brad Pitt. Wow. Kiefer Sutherland. Nicholas Cage. 
and everyone's favorite still in the running c thomas howell wow <laughs> yeah he's the tops i think man, soul man for, and soul this, man was enough of c thomas no. howell for all of us right <laughs> yes so once again was that just for the johnny depp role or for both dude roles i like, don't i don't know and i don't even know how legit yeah it was yeah. you know these names are, these are always names you always see in these movies especially in, this in these 80s yeah. movies it's always yeah. like everyone in an a-list was always considered right like, who's who of hollywood at the time um, all right, so we get her introducing Johnny Depp. She's still running down the hall. She's getting closer. Tina's getting closer to the, the camera now. She's yes. approaching the camera, and it's, you know, she's got her silhouette there, and it's getting creepier. Tina. This is her Tina. So she comes as close to the camera as she can with, like, so there's, like, a shot of, like, her torso up, a, a, and you hear another Tina, yeah. and wait, she wait, turns it, and looks. Quick question for you. Yeah. Is she wearing a bra? Oh, Gary. <laughs> I don't, it didn't for, look like for, it. For, for the first time ever, I'm going to let you talk about this because it is a horror movie trope. <laughs> it looked like she <laughs> it wasn't. It is a horror movie trope. She is not. It's it's the thing they kind of like made fun of in Scream. <laughs> Wes Craven then made fun of in Scream with uh, uh, Rose McGowan. Like the, the nipples are too hard. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's a trope. So I'll let you talk about it now. Gary, this is your time to shine I mean, if you need to. It's not blatant, but as she's running in her nightgown. Yeah, she's in a nightgown. Looks she, like she's, she yeah. wouldn't be wearing a bra no, no, if I'm, this was legit. I'm just saying. Uh, that's, okay. all, that's all. Just pointing it out. Okay. Uh, now, and this is where this is where Gary's heavy breathing kicks back in. <laughs> Tina. Oh, oh Tina. Uh, All right. So now her face is at the camera. Yeah, we got a close up of her again. And she's looking kind of off camera yes. at, at something, it seems like, or she's going to go check something out. Okay, and then it cuts back to that. Definitely kind of like not wearing a bra. Yeah, thank you, Gary. <laughs> we get a side shot there. Oh, okay, <laughs> and we see uh, a series of credits now with Charles Fleischer, Joseph Whip, and Lynn Shea. You then, mentioned see? Lynn Shea. Told you Lynn Shea. Uh, was nice. Do you know anything about Joseph Whip? I don't know anything about Joseph Is Whip. It Whip? It's W H I P P. So I think Stewie from Family Guy would say Whip. Right. Whip. Uh, go listen to our Family Guy episode. Um, and Charles Fleischer, I do have a story about. I do too. What's yours? Don't you dare say Tales from the Crypt. Oh no. Okay. Uh, well, it, well, because we are doing Tales from the Crypt next. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So we'll We're, talk about him. Charles Fleischer was one of the voices considered for the for the Crypt Keeper. Right. And but do you know win. the most famous voice he's probably done? I do not. He was Roger Rabbit in Who Framed oh, Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. That's cool. Who Framed Roger I Rabbit? I should have known that actually because I yeah is one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. We, are those and it holds good? up still. Uh, I have to check them. I don't think they are. Otherwise, okay. we probably would have done them by okay. now because okay. I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's great. So she turns around, the camera pans towards the back of her head, and you hear like a, a like crack, a, a, like a like door creaking. Yeah, or and, and so then she like, turns maybe, around. maybe like a piece of wood dropping or something. Right. Yeah. And so she turns towards the camera, uh, and we see her face, and she's shocked. And all of a sudden, a lamb. Yeah, uh, this part is really bizarre, and I really like it. A lamb pops out and runs across like the other side of the corridor now. Yeah, down the wet boiler room hallway is lambs a theme in i, I don't think so. it has I, to be what does what that what's the I, point well, of that I lamb think maybe the, maybe the sacrificial lamb or something okay but, so it's like a but i don't even know if that if that's it i think it's just you know how when you have nightmares sometimes there's just some random shit in them like it doesn't make any sense it's just in your subconscious yeah so maybe she just had a what lamb if this the was brain. the yugoslavian guy's girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get a lot of hate mail from our yugoslavian fans i, what, I don't mean yugoslavian exactly I, just mean, I just mean this guy is probably saying that creepy, they have yeah, they have sex creeper. with lambs and goats no not them as oh, okay. a people. Yeah, well, guess what? You're talking to a guy who has some Yugoslavian in his uh, in his heritage, okay? Well, so I take great offense to that. Then the lamb sex makes sense <laughs> to me now. <laughs> okay, so so 
And then we hear a laugh. Yeah, well, we hear the lamb kind of go, meh, real quick. And that scares her. Yeah. I would be like, oh, thank God, it's just a fucking lamb. What, but is she stared at the lamb, or is she stared at the lamb going, meh, it turns into a, ha, <laughs> uh, there's no, There's no telling. Yeah. She stared at something, though. Yeah. So then we cut to the boiler room, and now we see all, like, a series of these big old pipes, and... Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an overhead shot of the boiler room. Yes. Boiler Room's a great movie. Yeah, that is, that? that is good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Vin Diesel's finest. Uh, he's uh, actually great in that. Ben Affleck? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A little uh, Giovanni Don't even get me started on Giovanni. 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 Well, I'm just mentioning him because we haven't mentioned Scientology in this episode yet, so that's a <laughs> good reason to We gotta get our Scientology yeah. drop in. Thank you for that. We'll still get paid by them. All right, and we finally oh, okay. did, with the creepy piano or the synthesizer, bam, 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 we did, and Robert England as Fred Krueger. Fred Krueger, right. Like you said, Fred not Freddy Krueger. Krueger. So before Robert England uh, ended up winning the role, David Warner, he's a British actor, I believe, mm-hmm. was going to take the role, but he couldn't because of scheduling conflicts. But the thing I most re- recognize him from was he played like Billy Zane's henchman in Titanic. Ah, kinda. okay. If so, you got to put a face to yeah, the, name, yeah. the name. Still can't really put a face to it. But um, did you read about how Robert England kind of won the role? Tell me. So, Wes Craven said he went through a lot of actors, and he actually got cast very late. Like, they were kind of down to the, coming down to the wire. And Wes Craven was saying that he couldn't really find actors who really wanted to get dark, because he said that, like, actors are kind of, are kind of like, you know, sensitive about that. They, they have a hard time being like, I don't know how evil I want to get, because it made them look kind of creepy. Now, now, how many children have I molested? <laughs> exactly. But apparently, Robert England was just, like, thrilled about it. And he'd come from a background of playing a lot of, like, uh, younger, kind of like weak guys, you know, and so this was a chance for him to just really let out his dark side, and he just fucking relished in it, loved it, and absolutely just blew Craven away, and was totally willing to go the the extra the extra mile, and actually killed some kids, I think, in oh, real life. Good. Okay, yeah, just, just that, to practice. That was like, yeah. yeah, they're like, they don't, don't fact check me on that last yeah. part. I think Robert England is uh, still alive and doing well. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him to get. You're saying in, in the audition room, he murdered children <laughs> yeah. Yeah. for West Cra- in front of Wes Craven. Yeah. yeah. He actually okay. brought a lamb with him to just okay. slit its throat to okay. show that he was the real deal. That's Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard. There's a good movie. We should die do Hard. Eventually. Oh, yeah. We're just, every movie we should do is popping up here. Mm-hmm. While we're on Freddy Krueger right now, and we're, um, we were talking about his sweater earlier and how it was just red on the sleeves. Yeah. And so the reason Craven chose to make his sweater red and green is he got it. He was reading an article. Wait, I thought it was like red and gray. Is oh, it like a dark? Gary is so colorblind on this it, podcast. It it dark, it's red it and dark green. green? Yeah, really? it's, like, it's kind of like an olive. I always color. thought it was like a dark gray. Oh, Gary's, oh yeah, Gary, I, guess, I guess you're right. Gary, numerous times in this podcast, <laughs> has just realized he's colorblind and then he forgets every time he comes back I, in here. I still don't know if that dress is blue or brown or whatever either. So or gold that that fucking. Well, dress. that must be a mess for someone who's colorblind yeah. because even when you could see color, that's a mess. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> okay, so, so it's like a dark green. Got right, it. Yeah, so that makes sense. Uh, he was. Russ Craven wrote in an article in 1982 in Scientific American that said those two colors were the most clashing colors to the human retina. Yeah. Okay. Not for me, obviously. Yeah. I don't know how that applies to (laughs) to people who are colorblind, but those of us who aren't. Yeah. You know what? Now that I'm I'm thinking about it. Yeah. I I knew that. For some reason, I was just thinking that it's kind of like a dark gray with the red, but okay. All right. Let's continue here. We see casting by Annette Benson as um, as Tina is making her way through the um, pipe room. The yeah, the upper part of the pipe room, I guess. 
Okay, and that's the first shot we see of Freddy's face. Technically, mm-hmm. it's a it's kind of like a shadowed yeah um, portion portion of his face from behind like a a wall. Yep, and he pops out and moves real quickly, and, goes, and, and he goes eh. yeah <laughs> eh, 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 eh. like Gary did to those bacon donuts when I showed it to him. I still have a bite left. Actually, oh, I'm good. Here right now. Director of photography Jacques Heitkin. 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 Yeah. Heitkin. Heitkin. Yeah. Heitkin. So she's still running through this pipe room. There's like a you hear a door squeak there. Was that a, a door or like a whistle? I thought it was like, like a, a sexy th- lady whistle. Oh, I thought it was like a door going oh, like a hinge, like a whoop. Woo! Well, I don't know what your sexy girl whistle sound, but oh, you, you mean like a cartoonish whistle? Yeah, like like like, like that cartoon wolf. Yeah, yeah. Like that. Okay, no, yeah. I don't think it was that. Okay. Production designer Greg Fonseca, who I feel like we've seen on this that podcast, and I can't remember familiar. what he was on. He was probably in another New Line Cinema. Oh yeah, you're right. Picture. Yeah. Don't don't fact check me on that. <laughs> Mechanical special effects designed by Jim Doyle. Of theatrical engines. Like, that seems like a very unnecessary long credit right there. Why couldn't they have just done mechanical special effects? Like, why'd it have to be designed by so Jim Doyle? So you want Doyle? to take one word out? That really bothers well, you? Well, take out designed by and then just make it Jim Doyle. Why'd you have to have theatrical engines there? It's probably a legal thing. you got to mention the company. It's he wants a, to get more business. It's a humongous credit. It takes up half the screen. You get directed by Wes Craven really tiny, but you get this huge Yeah, ass but there's not much going on the screen, so you might as well just like put that credit there. Yeah, but it's just so jarring it will just uh, to me i don't like it she's about to run into it almost exactly <laughs> what i'm saying is fuck jim doyle wait one more time fuck jim doyle oh my god that's all weird. right unless he wants to come on the show and explain himself <laughs> then it, <laughs> have a face-to-face with me buddy I've got, i got a couple white claws in me you're in trouble jim he just took a swig of his tiny white claw <laughs> and he's never looked more more intimidating <laughs> Associate producer John Burroughs. Yeah. So the pipe room is steaming more than it has so far. That's true. We get a lot of steamy, steamy uh, vapors. Yes. Steam. (laughs) Steamy, steamy, steam. (laughs) Film editor Rick Shane. And Rick Shane is spelled S-H-I-A-I-N-E, an extra. I just want to point out that Biscuit has calmed down and is lying there quietly. He's not a monster. Apparently, he likes a. the opening to Friday the 13th. Yeah, it's soothing it really, him. It soothes him. I'm going to play this every time he goes to bed at night. <laughs> I might scare uh, Skyler a little bit. That's okay. Skyler, yeah. Skyler can have night terrors and Biscuit can sleep soundly. <laughs> Freddy laugh. Another little Freddy laugh. There's my boy, music by Charles Bernstein. And now we see her kind of like walking in the shadows. You can barely make yeah, her out. Yeah, she's going down a really dark hallway now. And she's approaching something we don't know what. Like the end of it. There's more Tina's. You hear Tina. Co-producer Sarah Risher. Yeah, as we hear. Yeah, there's Tina, a couple. Tina, 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 Tina. I'm moving around the mic like a Foley artist might do. And she's approaching like another foggy area. Like there's more steam. Where do you think she's like hoping to get? Is she just trying to find a door? I think she's she's trying trying to get get out. out. Uh Yeah, you're trying to get out to some daylight or something, you know, not be in this creepy ass boiler pipe room. Executive producer Stanley Doodleson and Joseph Wolf. Now, Stanley Doodleson, that's a hell of a name. It really is. I like that. Yeah. As as a dude, I have dude in my last name, but Doodleson is, is pretty cool. 
and Joseph Wolf. Man, eh. Wolf is a great horror name. That that's true. That, that you, you don't even have to do anything for that. Yeah, yeah. How I, would you make Stanley Doodleson scary? There's no way to make Stanley scary. <laughs> Maybe uh, Stanley Boodleson. Boodleson. There you Boodleson. go. Yeah, just steal my idea. <laughs> and uh, how would you make Joseph scary? Uh, Joe Slit. Go go ghost no. ghost Seth. Go go Seth. Ghost Seth. It's a stretch, but yeah. we'll go with it. I think you just go with Wolf. True. Or or you add a Holland in front of his name. Holland Joe Wolf. Holland Joseph Wolf. Holland Joe Wolf. Walking by some steam. Produced by Robert Shea. Who we know is the founder of New Line Cinema. This is the final credit we get here. This is the final credit. It's written and directed by Wes Craven. Yes. And we are approaching the pinnacle, the, the climax of these opening credits. Right. right which the, is where we stop. But maybe just go a little bit further. Okay. So uh, that with scary. that music, that <laughs> we get the claws scra- scraping some pipe. Yep. Which makes a terrible sound. It just, yeah. It's like a nails on a chalkboard. Right. And she turns... Yeah, fork she, on a dinner plate. Ugh, it's giving me the willies. She, you, you, you really like do your fork on the dinner plate? I, uh, yeah, I, I do it, and I, I can't stop myself. What was the it? movie, the joke movie where they torture someone with? The oh fork on the yeah, yeah. Plate? What is that? I feel like it's a is that Jim Carrey? I feel like is it? I think so. He's doing uh, it to like. Is right? it like an Ace Ventura type thing? I or? feel like it's something uh, like that. Yeah. Okay. Can't remember though. And then we see, so she reacts to it. She hears she it behind her. She turns around and goes, <gasps> yeah. And then we see, again, in that canvas, the, the slash. The slash. It's almost like they just reused the shot from earlier right. in the credits. And then you actually hear it going through the canvas instead of like a scream. Yep. So those are the end of the credits, but what happens right after those credits Right after ends? he slashes through, she wakes up, right? Uh-huh. No, I think something happens where he pops up behind her and oh, grabs her. Oh, that's right. That's then right. she wakes up. And she wait. You're right. And she has a... She has, um, her mom comes in because she's like screaming and she right. has the slash on her nightgown. She has slash marks in her, night, in her nightgown her, yep. to show that it happened in a dream. She's awake now, but it's real at the same time. And she's I freaked guess. out. Yep. Yeah. And that and that thus starts the movie and it starts her, uh, Tina tells her friend Nancy and it goes from there. And we made it through the opening credits to... We sure um, did. To uh, a, I, I, nightmare a Nightmare on Elm Street. Street. You were about ready to say Friday the 13th. I Every tell. fucking time. Yep. Every fucking time. That would have been embarrassing. Really embarrassing. So yeah, what do you think, man? What are your highlights and lowlights? This is yeah, this is the next the next part of the podcast where we like to pick our favorite moments. I'm gonna say my favorite moment is the entire sequence where he builds the glove. No. Um, yeah. Listen, because I just find it hilarious that this horror movie villain <laughs> in a dream has to take the time to build his his weapon of choice. Yeah. Like, where do you see that? That's that's a good point. It's, it's very entertaining. It and it, it makes me respect him a little bit for his yeah. hard work and his, his work ethic and yeah. his uh, dedication to kid murdering and teenage murdering. And yeah, I, yeah. I can appreciate. Yeah, it. you can appreciate that. That's yeah. good. I re- mad respect that. The I don't like the building of it so much, but whatever it goes on a little long. But I do love the the ta da reveal that he does. Where he's like, eh? and he oh, shows his glove. Yeah. That part's awesome, and I also do like the lamb because it's just so random. Yeah, and I, I so I love that too. So I would say those are tied for my highlights. The, okay, the glove um, reveal that goes right into the title card, 
and the lamb running down the, the corridor. And what about your least favorite? Well, moment? I think I made it perfectly clear that I am not a fan of the font in these credits. Yeah. I feel like they could be a lot spookier and like less. They're kind of cartoony. They're cartoony and they yeah. don't match. I mean, I granted, like you said, the budget was probably shitty. This is 1984. But if they could have just made them look a little more, I don't know, uh, frightening or matching the aesthetic of the of the actual shot, I would like it more. And well, I mean, I don't think in this movie so much, but eventually Freddy becomes very comical and like humorous. That's true. Like he's that's he's, true. he's 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 got zingers. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I know it's more funny or whatever or whatever. But I don't think that was the not for the, this, not yeah, for the this intent part. for this. One. You want this to be scary. Yeah. And also, I think I made it clear that Jim Doyle credit really fucking sucks. It just takes up the whole goddamn screen. Poor Jim Doyle. And I don't like. It. I mean, it's maybe it's not Jim's fault. Maybe he had no say in it. But whoever did those credits needed to make that a lot smaller in that part. Mechanical design by bullshit. Yeah, that's my low light. What's your low light? It's that little, uh, that one little Tina that you almost can't like realize if he said mm, Tina or yeah, not. Yeah, the first one. It just scares I think me, it's Gary. Right. It scares me. It really <laughs> so your low me. light is that it really, really yeah, creeps I was, you out? I was watching these again last night as I was prepping for this, and I was just like, Okay, I'm sitting here in this dark room, and that <laughs> Tina is very creepy. I, so it still, I'm gonna go to bed had, it still had a good spooky effect on you. Yeah, that, that one is really creepy. Yeah, like, it, really it is pretty creepy. Yeah. Because like, later on, like you said, Freddy becomes more like almost, he has like catchphrases. Like one time he's, yeah. like, he's like, welcome to primetime, bitch, yeah. or something like that when he kills, when he pops out of the TV and kills somebody. Um, so yeah, I liked more of the subtle the He's whispers. like Uncle Joey in Full House, like, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> Cut. Did, did he ever say that? That would have been amazing oh, if he I did. Wish, I wish. Uh, okay, so he does like bullwinkle horn. <laughs> hey, Michelle. <laughs> but only with his glove hand, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so that leads us to our next segment: Better with a Lion. Uh, I left a little bit of time there for the sound effect, Gary. Uh, every time. Gar- I mean, you have to have with the nails. With You're this doing. One. Gary's doing uh, his lion claw, but it looks like the Freddy gloves. Rawr, He's been. Yeah. We've been doing at each other this whole slash, time. Slash. So yes, this is where we say, would these opening credits be better with a lion? And what do you think? I think 100% they would be better with the lion. Of course, of course. I would replace the lamb with the lion. I want want a little lion. Like, look, if the girl got freaked out by a fucking lamb, can you imagine if she saw a lion? That's the obvious part, but um, I think that instead of just replacing it... What did you just pop in your mouth? I have a little heartburn going on. Oh. So I popped Uh, in a... I thought it was like a um, a (laughs) nicorette. I was like, what is he hiding from me? That's one vice I don't have. Uh-huh. Um, so I think instead of just replacing the lamb, you just add another... It's really cr- good to pop something in your mouth when you're just recording a <laughs> podcast, by the way. <laughs> it was an emergency. Um, I think instead of replacing the lamb, you have the lion pop in and up in the... When they're up in the pipes, uh-huh. have it just like walk by... Like she could stare it again, and then the lion just. Oh, walks. I like that. Maybe dangling a little bit. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Or maybe jumps. Or maybe instead of instead of Freddy's claw, it's a lion. Ooh. Claw. She's, uh, like, yeah. she's like, she's like, oh, I've got this creepy guy and a lion. And a lion like, with, oh, its, this with its nails. Yeah, that would be weird. Wake um, me up, please. So, so yeah, definitely better with a lion, though. Of course. Okay. As always. Cool. Oh, now is the next part of the podcast where we like to move into some little treats, some internet gems I found. Mm-hmm. You're pretty there, good at this. There are surprisingly a lot of covers of this theme. Really? As I said, I, as I said, there's a lot of horror fans out there. Yeah. There are a lot of fans of this People franchise. People love horror. So I've got some really good covers of this theme, which, which doesn't, it, which surprised me just because it's not a theme that pops up. It's not like the Halloween theme. It's exactly. not like the Exorcist the theme. Halloween theme and the Halloween theme and the Exorcist and Friday the 13th are way more catchy to me than this yeah. one. This one's just kind of, I mean, it's cool. It's creepy, but I wouldn't think of covering it. So let's let's listen to some of these. This first one I have for you is, there's a there's this um, old uh, like MIDI kind of program where you can learn to play keyboard. Oh, okay. So this is, it's called Synthesia, I believe. And so this is like the MIDI version of mm. this 
theme. Which works very well for the Whoa. 80s. So if you ever want to let it play, you just have to watch this video. This is this is creepy. I like it. So I should mention that we post all of these clips on creditscorepodcast.com, our uh, website, yep. if you want to look at these. It's also in the notes section on iTunes. Yeah, which is now Apple's Apple Podcasts. They're getting rid of the iTunes, I believe. What? They announced this week, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah as I move forward, but whatever. It's all the same shit. Yeah. This next one I have for you is a metal cover of mm. the theme. See, now look at that. Okay. Just real quick. I want to... On wanna, the screen. Yeah, on the screen, on, on this YouTube screen. Yeah. His sweater looks like it's gray and red. Well, yeah, but that's just kind of the shading of this. So this I think that, that's what it is for me. Then it's just the movie is so dark and gray that I always thought it was gray and red. It's definitely green. Well, whatever. Here's the metal cover of the theme. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. You gotta admit, if you're going to like a rock and like a fucking metal show around Halloween, it'd be awesome if they played this. Where would you hear this version, Gary? I think you'd hear this like if you went to like a a, a modern like more if you went to like a, like a warehouse party, house. yeah, 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 like, like a warehouse party with like people in leather, yeah, and like <laughs> like like a like a, a industrial warehouse. Yeah, party. yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Like, have you been watching Righteous Dem- Gemstones? Exactly. Like the, the, the party with the, the devil satanist, yeah, yeah, a satanist party. It'd be some of this. Yeah, like an underground satanist party. Yeah, anyway, that's, that's cool. the metal cover. And this next one I have for you is this is the Blake Robinson Synthetic Orchestra playing. Okay. I the like theme. that. I like the uh, photo. The, the s- artwork. The artwork, yes. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. This is a good, like, dreamlike. Yeah, version. it gives it a little more beauty. This is like if the if it was a Disney movie. Yes, exactly. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. Or even um, like uh, even like maybe Tim Burton style a little bit. Oh yeah, which I'll we'll mention Tim Burton probably mm-hmm. in the next episode mm-hmm. again. So I mentioned Disney. There were a lot of studios kind of like that he shopped this with, and Disney was the first studio interested in this movie, believe it or not. Hmm. But they wanted Craven to tone it down to make it suitable for kids and oh, of preteens. Course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> How do you tone this movie down I, to make I it suitable know. for kids? I have no idea, but that's really stupid. <laughs> anyway, also, uh, it was turned down by Paramount and Universal before it ended up with New Line. Well, it, they needed a visionary like Robert Shea. Um, this next one I have for you is just a dance remix. Okay. to work out into this. Uh, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, it kind of clashes to me. Not, not you. That's, that part's cool. I feel like, uh, I, I can do like some pelvic thrusts Trent to that. Reznor to come in and start singing over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no offense, Trent. <laughs> no, I, I, that's, that, that seems about right. Um, this last one I have for you, Gary, I picked because it creeps me out. Okay. And you have to describe what is happening on the screen. Oh wow! While I play okay, it good, for these good, people. good. Let's see what let's see what I, what I think here. I'm not even sure what I'm looking at. Oh, someone has the Freddy glove yep. on. Okay, and is about to play the theme with the knives. Halloween prop, taking it to another level. Ooh, 
Those anyway. knives feel real to me. <laughs> those those do is that look a prop real. or those real knives? I don't know. That might be a homemade one. And then he just did like the little like wiggling of the fingers yeah. after he played it. I don't know if I want to know who is behind this, but let's see. Um, Got a name here? It's it seems like a screen name, and okay. I can't read it okay. from here. And well, it's bits that we don't know. I give him some views, though. I like it. Yeah, I, okay. I admire his uh, dedication to this, or her. Okay, it scares me. <laughs> it scares me more than the intro to the movie. If uh, I t- walked into a, a house or a room and I saw somebody sitting there playing that and just staring at you, that'd be creepier than anything in the opening. opening I'm going to do credits. that next time you come over to record, <laughs> by the way. Okay. Uh, nice. We made it through. That was we, good. This is the, fun. towards the end of the podcast where we score the credits. Oh, yes. We, and we stare the credits. We scare too. the credits. We scare ourselves oh, yeah, as no. we score them. We give them a scary score. Yeah. Um, All right. Scary we score, score in key grips. Is there anything you can can you scare me up with key grips? Bloody key grips. Bloody key grips. Yeah. Okay. Or key Not drips. Creative. Bloody bloody key drips. Okay, we're gonna score in bloody key drips. Bloody drips. Bloody drips. Bloody drips. That, that sounds like key drip. Key drips. <laughs> okay. Blood drips. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna do blood drips. Blood drips. We're yeah. gonna score in blood drips. Okay. So I two, two be the key grips yeah, for this episode. One through ten blood drips. The opening of key credit drips. sequence to. Uh, I almost did it again. You almost did Friday the 13th, you <laughs> bastard. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I am going to go with a solid eight blood drips yeah. for these opening credits because they do a lot of things right that I love. It gets right into the plot. Right away, you're immersed into this nightmare. You, you're introduced to the main bad guy right away. And a lot they do of it. welding. You, Gary, <laughs> Gary, Gary, notorious for loving welding. I, I do love <laughs> working around, you know, tinkering around in the in the, in the the shop. And... Uh, it sets it up really, really well. It's creepy. Um, I hate the the actual credits, the font of it. it like I, I've mentioned before, I also think it's weird that it starts off on a smaller screen and then it expands. It doesn't really make any sense to me. So there's a couple nitpicky things like that. Goes on a little long, but I think that, that at the time it was probably a good thing as it built up the suspense. So solid eight blood drips for me for the opening credits. I'm so, going to go a little bit higher with... Uh, 8.5 bloody drips. All right. Or blood drips. Blood whatever drips, we're calling them. Drips. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So half, a half a blood drip higher. Just a half a blood drip higher because, yeah, I I I love the opening sweet sequence. I was so scared of watching this movie as a kid, but when I finally did watch it, at, you know, when I aged a bit, mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was so creepy. I thought the music was great. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a good opening. I, I feel like it paved the way for similar openings. Totally. And so many movies tried to replicate it. And I feel like he even kind of like paid homage to it when he did Scream. Yeah, for um, sure. So yeah, I, yeah I, okay. I, I I was entertained throughout. I love I love the music. I yeah, the, the music is so good. It, it, it's a perfect fit. Um, I love Lambs. That's true. You have always yeah, loved Lambs. You immediately yeah. get six six points mm-hmm. with a lamb. That, it's kind of it's, <laughs> that's it's, a new it's story bigger thing. than a lion, to be honest. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So combined, our blood drips combined and averaged out. We give the opening credits to A Nightmare on Elm Street 8.25 blood drips. Beautiful. How do you like that, Fred Heads? Yeah, Fred Heads. I think that's pretty good. They should yeah. be they should be pleased. <laughs> Was that your Freddy impression? I don't know who that is. I guess so. I guess. You sound like Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's pretty creepy too. Nice fucking model. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So uh, coming up next, oh, as we've teased, we're doing another scary, uh, another credits. We're doing a credit scare. Spooky TV show. Spooky TV show. Uh, I don't think we'll officially say what it is. Did I think we, we already it? did. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, whatever. All right. Well, if you're paying attention, you know. If you yeah. didn't, you'll find out in a week. Yeah. There's. A, can you do a the laugh like the guy that we're going to be doing? <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Although you kind of sound like um, that, uh, like a witch, or like uh, in Billy Madison when he does the impression of uh, Eric's laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Eric's. true. How's it left going, Dent? Yeah, it's pretty good. Anyways, yeah, we'll see you uh, next week for another episode of Credit Scare. Ooh, stay spooky, Dana. Uh, creepy guy playing the piano here. <laughs>